I took zero notes. Honestly, I'm surprised I did. As I was going, I'm like, is this really relevant? Do I need to write this down? No. I think it's just for me to like remember the the chain of events. What chain though? There were like two events. (laughs) Well, just I guess the flow of the plot, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I think we're nailing it in terms of sex scenes in movies. Yeah. If we were picking this month's movies based on how much sexual content is involved, then we're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think that was our plan. We're and two for two. <laughs> yeah, that's being executed well. As far as the movie itself, this one was a kind of a dud. Yes, agree. The sex scenes were good. I mean, they were they weren't burning betrayal. Let's be honest. No, but. yeah, I think everyone in this movie was very reasonably attractive, but not to the level that the people in Burning Betrayal were. Attractive. Right. I mean, it was doing its job of kind of that rom com. Yes, and sort of a real life scenario that you could imagine yeah. yourself in, or or your friends, or something like you know these people. These are mm-hmm. not. <sighs> confusing accountants and mysterious motorcycle driving men like these are normal people (laughs) (laughs) yeah this you could actually like be at a restaurant and watch these people having a conversation right next to you and exactly yeah it, it seems like it would definitely be a more common scenario all right so let's get into this a little bit more this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa and i'm dawn we are discussing happy ending on netflix this is a Dutch movie, was filmed in the Netherlands, which looked a lot nicer and like warmer, I guess, than I had the impression that the Netherlands was. Yeah. I actually don't know very much about it, so I could be wrong, but they're in this like beach community, so it seemed like a, a more tropical location than what I was imagining. Yeah, it it, it gave like a Cali vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... It was nice, though. I have to admit, I like it looks kind of cozy and cute. And- yeah, you know, it does look very beautiful. I would like to visit the Netherlands for sure. So my main problem with this movie is for a movie about a threesome, it's pretty boring. And I feel like one sided, not one sided, but like in terms of a threesome. Yeah, we get our threesome barely ish. I thought it was a pretty lengthy scene. It was. Yeah, I mean, it was. But then it kind of it separated. And it was... Right, there was only one threesome sex scene. Right. And very quickly it just focuses in on two of the three, which I guess is kind of like what I was expecting from the movie. But I wasn't sure going in if it was going to be a two men, one woman, or two women, one man. Right. I was a little disappointed to see that it was a two women and one man. Yeah, and it's crazy because in their pursuit of a third, they're very like... (laughs) all over the place with it kind of because they're like okay like they're on the apps right and they're like they're but both singly on the app so it's like whoever gets one gets one or whatever mm-hmm. and then even in public just how luna will just go up to somebody and be like hey and i'm like Whoa, she has okay. no like, game but she's clear about that there's like a voiceover for her so mm-hmm. it starts with her voiceover because she faked her like 130 second orgasm in her relationship with Mink at the very beginning of the movie. And that is what kind of triggers this whole process. And then she goes back in time to explain how she met Mink and is like, I tried to flirt with him. And then her flirting is. Oh, God. Some of the most uncomfortable shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Even when she kind of gets a redo. Not good. No, she's um, 
She's very awkward, but I guess I guess it does make sense given her character and the way that she behaves in the relationship. She seems afraid to communicate as though 100% putting herself out there, bearing her actual wants and desires to Mink makes her feel way too vulnerable and she can't do it. So I guess it works in terms of establishing that that's just the kind of person that she is. Yeah. So they're a year into their relationship. They're very happy together, but she has not been able to have an orgasm with this man. No, she will go to the bathroom because she keeps a vibrator literally next to the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not a good place for it. But I guess if you have to sneak off in the middle of the night very often to do that, where else would you keep keep it it? in there? Yeah, it's like hidden with the magazines in the basket on the floor, kind of. Which is weird. I would hide it with period products, I think. Yeah. He's not going to go snooping in those. (laughs) In a tampon bag or something. But what confuses me about this is why is she hiding it from him? Because I feel like this episode we're we may just need to fill in with a lot of our own personal experiences because for myself, this movie spoke to me in a lot of ways because I have a lot of difficulty achieving an orgasm through standard penetration. Same. And so, and I think a lot of women do, and that's something that men don't seem to grasp, but I have made it very clear in my relationships. This is hard for me to do. If we throw a vibrator in there though, like A plus, I will get there every time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if she had very early on just said like, hey, do you mind if we use my vibrator while we're boning? Because like that could have been the third. Yes. (laughs) Right. We didn't need a person. (laughs) So like it was it was bothering me the entire time because Alberto was watching this movie with me, but not really with me. He was playing games while I was watching. But he's sitting next to me. I'm like, why the hell isn't she using a vibrator? Like, I don't understand. And then we're halfway through the movie and she pulls out and it's like, oh. So you have one. Uh You're just not using it in the act. Even her friends are surprised because she tells her friends she has one and they're like, oh, so why aren't like without saying it, basically implying like, well, you should be pulling that thing out then. Like, I don't understand. Right. And I guess the thing is not all men, hashtag not all men, Mm -hmm. but some men feel very threatened by the fact that women have to use additional tools to get themselves to orgasm, that they're not man enough to do it on their own. And I felt this movie kind of walked a weird, uncomfortable line of where responsibility for an orgasm was Mm. because Luna seemed to be putting most of it on Mink, if not all of it. And I don't think that's fair. It's not. I was going to (laughs) say, I don't. The whole time I was, I mean, siding with him in a way. Because it's like, because they made it a point too in the movie to ex- to mention how comfortable they are with each other. So if you mm-hmm. were that comfortable with each other, I mean, even after the orgasm thing, she was e- like, it was easy for her to communicate with Eve and basically right. say faster, harder, a little of that. A li- mm-hmm. Why aren't you saying that to him? Right. And she makes it his fault that he's not asking her. Which However, is dumb. I don't like that. She is faking her orgasms. So how so would he, he know? he has no idea that exactly. like he, that he's not doing something she would have liked. And I also think that she's so timid that even if he had tried to ask her if everything was okay, She'd she would say, have been like, yeah, yeah, no, that was great, baby. Thanks. So, yeah, I, I was annoyed by Luna throughout this because at, at times I really empathized with her and then at other times I'm like okay but you need to kind of take ownership of your orgasm because it's totally different for men and for women how you get to your orgasms and for me 
personally, it's a very mental process. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it doesn't even matter. I could be using my vibrator and still not get there. That's happened to me before. My, Holy shit. Yeah, just because my head's not in the game. So it's like, it's nobody's fault necessarily, but it helps to know yourself enough to be able to either communicate with your partner about how to get you there or know how to get yourself there. Yeah. And she seems old enough to know. And it's kind of unclear if she's ever had a real orgasm. Yeah, because it's never really addressed like... With a partner, excuse me, because she has them when she masturbates. Right. It, it's not really addressed, like, how many past partners she's had or, mm -hmm. yeah, if it's a just a mink thing, which would be awful, feel horrible for him. But they do then make it kind of a mink thing because we only know of him and Eve at this point as anybody she's, like, had sex with. So right. it was frustrating to have her just not speak up with him. And he seems like such a laid back guy. Like if she did say mm -hmm. something to him, I think he'd be very quick to kind of apologize. Or at least try to figure out how to make it right. Yeah. And I think the only reason he gets upset with her when she finally does broach the subject is because she waited so long to say anything. Mm -hmm. And now he feels like an idiot. Like he literally feels so stupid because he's thought that he's been this amazing lover to her and that he's yep. been satisfying her for a whole year and she just comes out and tells him like nah I'm just like making it up dude <sighs> like that's crushing she's also kind of lying and sneaking off with Eve oh there's no kind of she is doing that right but it's like so on top of just not communicating what you need you are lying about getting it from somebody else and the person that you mutually agreed to have as a threesome and then granted right. I feel like all of those rules are always very wishy-washy because they seemed like they were going into it as like we want to be friends with you too and it's like are you just a, are you just a hookup or are you gonna be like moving with them like I, I don't it was weird yeah you have to be a master of polyamorous relationships and casual relationships I feel like or wait maybe I should say you should you should be capable of a casual relationship before you attempt a polyamorous relationship but it it's so fluid and I feel like it really depends on the people involved but it was interesting because it seemed to me like mink after the threesome, got it out of his system, kind of. Yeah, he and was like over really it seem, after that. Yeah, he didn't seem interested in doing it again. But also, if you think about it, he's been fine this whole time. It wasn't really for him. Right. So, right, yeah, right. he got a third and he got to experience that or whatever. But, like, there was no other craving after that of, I want to see her again. Let's, and, again, that's, on my part, a really horrible stereotype. And, you know, I assumed <laughs> that it was going to be something where he ends, like, she starts getting weird. And he ends up yes. creeping off with somebody or even, eat, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I was right. getting that yeah. weird vibe, too. Like, that could have possibly happened. But, no, it's all her. <laughs> Sure, because like again, with the two girls and the one guy, you know, that's the whole male fantasy, mm -hmm. right? So I also kind of had the expectation that it was going to go off in that direction. But I guess maybe just to like quickly backtrack and establish this. So they meet this woman, Eve. They see her riding a bike and they kind of like have playful banter a couple of times. And then they find her on one of the dating apps that they're using and they set up this little meet and greet. They go out for a night of partying and then they go back to the house and they hook up. And Luna has her first orgasm in this relationship that we're aware of. And 
she becomes kind of obsessed with Eve. Like immediately, like stage five clinger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like she wants she wants another go. And again, this is problematic because it would be one thing if Eve helped her reach the conclusion that she just needs better communication with Mink. But instead of realizing that it's not about the orgasm itself, it's about how you communicate with your partner about getting to the orgasm that matters. And so she goes down the path of just seeking Eve out secretly without telling Mink. And she feels conflicted about it, but at the same time, she doesn't care. She just wants her orgasms. So she meets up with Eve a couple of times to hook up without his knowledge. One thing I did really appreciate, though, was her two friends, Bo, and I don't know the other woman's name. I tried to pick up on it and I couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But the two of them, they get her these vulva cupcakes to celebrate. hilarious. Orgasm egg, whatever it was called. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I think I have. Honestly, the first time I orgasmed naturally with Alberto, I was like, why didn't you get me? <laughs> why didn't you get me a Volvo cupcakes? That's so rude. Um, <laughs> he was like, why didn't you get me any? And I'm like, well, um, it doesn't matter for you. <laughs> oh, it's happy climax day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was those were very, very detailed cupcakes, by the way. Yeah, lots of labia. Very, yeah, they were labelicious. inner and outer labia (laughs) i think one was pierced too it looked like like she put like yeah well they were putting like a little sprinkle or something yeah like edible ornament there which ouch no thank you yeah no that i would never a vulvar piercing is not something i'm interested in i would just be afraid of it getting caught on like oh ow yeah on what ow 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 i don't know like (laughs) underwear underwear a pad anything To your tampon somehow, yeah. the string. Oh no, oh no. Like that just shouldn't be a thing. Sorry. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to be sexy, Dawn. Don't it's <laughs> not talking about ripping. Sorry, we started yet. talking about vulva cupcakes. Ah, <laughs> uh, so anyway, this affair with Eve gets discovered eventually by Mink and he breaks up with her very reasonably because mm-hmm. she's been lying to him about a lot. She got super defensive about it too, when she just like outright is you don't give me them. Like but like she said it in a way that was it was accusatory. accusatory. Yes. yes. And, and I was she like, kept what? saying, like, you should have asked. You should have asked. And and he makes such a good, he's like, I didn't even know I needed to ask because you have been pretending this whole time to enjoy mm-hmm. yourself. It would be one thing if she made it known that she was not having orgasms. Right. He just wasn't never, in the spot. No. Right. right. And he just didn't care enough to ask. I mean, at least the partners that I've been with, they're like, can I do something different? And I'm just like, no, it doesn't. It's not It's you. not going to do. Yep. <laughs> it, it's not about you. I promise. But like, like they don't even have that conversation. So I don't know if the movie wanted us to side with her or not, but I was not. So yeah, she no. takes this breakup real hard. Um, she's living with Bo for a while and is trying to find herself again. She's not going to work. Finally, she decides like she's going to try to win him back or at least get him to talk to her. So she like gives herself a job at the bar he works at. <laughs> Which is such a creepy move. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll just stalk you and make sure I'm in your eyesight all day, every day. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it does kind of work because they have more of a conversation, but he's still not interested. And he's like, you still have stuff at my apartment. So, like, come get it. Mm -hmm. So she does go to his house to pick up her stuff. And... They have a nice conversation. I'm not really sure how much time has passed, but right. they seem to be in a better place mutually. And 
he like follows her after she leaves because he finds her vibrator in the bathroom very conveniently 30 seconds after she leaves. So he chases her down to give it to her and they're like up on the roof (laughs) because she goes up to the spot on the roof to think and they have a better conversation about all the things that they didn't talk about when they were dating in terms of how to get her to her orgasms. And (sighs) I liked this part of the movie Mm -hmm. because I think it did kind of show an important conversation that couples should be having, especially if they're having issues definitely sexually. And it's a problem because, again, it's going to vary person to person how big of a problem this is. Some people really enjoy the act of having sex and it's not all about the climax. And so it may not be a big deal that their partner cannot get them to an orgasm. For other people, it's orgasm seeking. That's all they have sex for. They just want to get to that orgasm. And so when they don't have it, it's very frustrating. So, like, talking about those things is super important. So I think this is actually a pretty good movie to cover right before or, well, right around Valentine's Day, right after Valentine's Day. Because I think it's a it's a good conversation to have out in the open because it can be very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a good lesson learn uh, vibe because it does prove how much and how important communication is regardless of whatever scenario you're in. And it does lead me to believe that both of them are like each other's first. I, I mean... I don't want to assume that, but just even, like, for him, too. He thinks everything's good, but it's like, you'd never hear him say, like, oh, I've never had this issue with anybody else, or, you know, yeah, like, it just seems to be smooth sailing for him, but again, does that mean every partner he's been with just doesn't fucking speak up? And that's, it is, it's a very important thing to do. Right, because I think... Everyone kind of has the hesitation of directing somebody on how to touch them. It can be awkward. Sometimes it can be sexy, but most of the time it's just awkward. And then you don't want to come across as nagging or mm-hmm. nitpicky, being like, no, don't do that, do this. So I can understand why people don't want to do it in the moment, which is fine. But then you can have these conversations outside of that situation and say, like, listen, let's just talk about the way we have sex yeah. because that can help also. So definitely good cautionary tale. Never talk to Eve again, I guess, is my understanding. I, yeah, from, they kind of made it this. seem like, I mean, we don't know if they're going to get back together, but it seems like they're just... I don't think so. No, I think it's kind of... He can't trust her anymore, mm-hmm. which is understandable. And she just came to get all of her shit from his apartment. So it feels like <laughs> that would be really stupid if you were then going to be like, well, maybe we should try it again. It was a nice ending. So it was like, okay, at least they're, yes. you know... It's too late. Talking now, it's too late, but at least going future-wise and new partners and... They're both learning something from the experience. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, yes, hopefully their next relationships are a bit more productive. I have a question for you. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because, again, same issue. Penetrative sex is not going to do it. Even after I've tried to speak up, which is odd for me because I'm not a big mm, yeah, person not a to speak personal up. advocate. <laughs> there, it seems like hmm. I know how to direct. But yeah, like even after kind of some direction or whatever, I'm just not hitting. Like, and you just kind of get to a point of settling. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's, ki- that's kind of what happens. But it's, yeah, I mean, that it is difficult when penetrative sex is not going to do that. And that's all the guy needs. So, right. Well, it's interesting to me because I don't think it's ever occurred to me to fake an orgasm. And I've had issues my entire sexual life of not being able to orgasm. And I'll just say, like, it's not going to happen. So, like, if you're done, if you want to finish, like, go for it. But, like, it's just not going to happen. 
But there are other times when I was just like, or it's a benefit of the doubt thing. There's always next time. Right. And I'll, yeah, you'll get me I, later. I'll, 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 you will not you know, get me later. <laughs> right. Like, unless you're going to do this specific thing, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. But yeah, I, yeah, I just, I think it's just a matter of the nitpicky thing. Like, you just don't want to sound like, I don't know. Like you're I've, telling I've them, just telling them how to do their job. <laughs> not even telling them how to do their job, but just a matter of, I, I mean, I've had or I've been told where I, I've been, well, I've been caught faking it, I guess. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I've been told that, like, right after he did, he'd be like, you didn't, did you? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then it becomes like a joke, but then it's like, it's not a joke. Yeah. But I've been lucky enough that the partners that I have been with get what I need. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I love doing that. So I'm like, okay, great. Glad we're on the same page. I help you, you help me. And, and it does also come to a point of maybe it doesn't have to be penetrative at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, sex can take all You go down, kinds. I go down. Yeah, like, let's just, you know. That seems to be a good winning solution for me, at least. Is right. You just have to find what works for you as mm-hmm. a as a couple because it doesn't have to look like standard missionary style sex or you know even any other position. Whatever works, as long as you're both in agreement and everybody is getting what they need. Yeah, definitely. It could be done with this movie, I guess. I, I know. Have, I, was- <laughs> I, I don't have. I don't have much else to say about I it. I think because it was such a lesson type movie that it didn't. You know, it wasn't as juicy as other... No, there wasn't, like, subplots going on. There wasn't really anything in the background. It was just this couple trying, and more specifically Luna, trying to figure out how to get what she needed from her relationship sexually. So from a standpoint of sexiness, the sex scenes were good, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they were scenarios that really turned me on too much. No, because you also really weren't seeing anything like they no weren't giving like, they were very aerial shots they're they were very, very chaste about showing boobs like for a while we thought that they just like weren't gonna show us any boobs we didn't get to see any butts <laughs> no butts butt and count is at zero <laughs> the boob flash was very quick and it was just yeah. lunas and it was a quick like only one of them really like it was like take off and then it's blinking you miss kinda... it you you have to yeah. be watching because there were a couple more and you do get to see Eve's nipples a little bit at some point. Oh, I must I was have like, missed it. See, yeah, I exactly, exactly. Like I you, if you look away for a second, you might miss it. So very chaste. Like it, it wasn't supposed to be like a porno in the way that I think Burning Betrayal was trying to be. The sex was a plot device in this movie rather yeah. than just like people having sex. I think I was anticipating, oh, their sex is so bad that once they have the threesome or mm-hmm. once Eve and Luna, something happens with them, that's going to be hotter. Then right. we get there. That's when it's going to, the fireworks are going to really go. I know, it kind of just, really just stayed the same. We just got to see like orgasm faces which whatever it was just upsetting to me because i think i felt like i couldn't enjoy it because mink was a nice person i mm-hmm. felt like i was kind of on his side i didn't really trust luna to make any good decisions and so even when she and eve were carrying on their affair i wasn't rooting for her i wasn't rooting for them and so no. it's hard to get behind the sex when you just are kind of like 
this doesn't feel right. Can you please go talk to Mink <laughs> and stop doing this? I feel like even Eve kind of had that feeling of like, you got to mm-hmm. realize what casual sex is because... She gets turned off immediately when she realizes that Luna is carrying this affair out behind Mink's back. Yep. She thought that he knew and he did not. Once she finds that out, she's like, no way. I'm not in this. She's like, it can be casual. That's totally fine. But you have to be honest. <laughs> you have to be honest with me. You have to be honest with Mink. And you're not doing that. Yeah. And I also didn't think it would be like a one-sided thing where like that would kind of make it juicier too if they were both kind of lying and going to see Eve. <laughs> yeah, but I think Eve is actually the only genuinely nice person in this movie. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she was just trying to find a couple to be a third to and she got herself into a whole mess. <laughs> I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I find that the whole idea of them to be messy because yeah it's hard to turn certain things off i think it's risky to do threesomes in couples especially for the first time because you're not really sure how you're going to react until you're in Mm -hmm. this scenario so you might think you would be comfortable seeing your partner hook up with another person and then once you see it you're like oh no nope Never mind. So I think it's dicey, especially for newbies, but still even for experienced people, swingers and thirds and stuff. Yeah. And even just their approach to we're like, oh, let's get to know each other like on this type of level first. And it's like, no, let's just bet. Like, I don't know. I think I would also have needed the night of drinking and like partying to maybe establish chemistry, build confidence, bravery, that kind of thing. But then doesn't she like sleep over with them? Yeah, she spends the night and then they go the get first breakfast. night, right? Yeah, and then they go right, get breakfast. Like they're a thruple, and I'm like, whoa. Well, I, I don't know. I to be in like my history of casual hookups. Like we would occasionally go get food when we were done banging. Oh, I'm not used to that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's the wham bam, thank you, ma'am uh, <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Which I mean is as long as everyone's okay with that is fine. And I never expected food. It was just sometimes we were both hungry, and wanted to yeah. go get something to eat. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. The take home from this episode, communicate with your partner if something is not making you happy. Sexually, emotionally, mentally, physically, just communicate. Just do it. It'll definitely make things better in the long run for sure. Yes. But yeah, so I guess that was a nice little palate cleanse for next week (laughs) because next week we are bringing you wild things. And like I told you, I love this fucking movie. Dawn is is not skipping any opportunity to talk about how excited she is to cover this No, it is horny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's horny. So watch out. Watch out, guys and gals. It's going to be great. And then, yeah, I think we did a nice uh, either, you know, on and off selection because then the week after that we got a, a rom-com we got yeah, another here. rom-com so yeah you know where to find us with all the schedule information what's coming up twitter instagram the website and uh is there anything else you'd like to add well once again happy valentine's day that was yesterday so we hope y'all had a enjoyable day doing whatever the hell you do to celebrate valentine's day whether that be with a partner with a sibling, with your parents, with yourself. There are lots of different kinds of love, so um, celebrate however you would like. And for February 15th, it's National Gumdrop Day. So I don't even know if they sell gumdrops anymore, but (laughs) if they do... Are dots like gumdrops? I I guess maybe. They're they're the right shape, but I feel like their consistency is different. Uh, Because don't gumdrops have the sugar on the outside? Oh, maybe. Yeah. 
This is a very pressing question. So if you have any insights to this, please tweet at us. Gumdrops yeah, versus dots. Send us. Yeah, that would make me. All dots are gumdrops, but not all gumdrops are dots. Is it that kind of scenario? Somebody yeah. with candy insight, please let us know. Yes, we would love, <laughs> love to find the answer to that. And until next time. Ooh, short and sweet, baby.